Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Head to our Patreon, go to our Discord, even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. We put the we in wiener. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 609. Justin, hold your jokes. Um, we have got a show for you tonight. We have got a huh? newsless show for you because there is no news to be seen. So in lieu of that, we're going to talk about some topicy stuff that we definitely didn't come up with right before shooting this episode. Uh, but before that, Justin, how are you doing tonight? And where can the people find you when you're not on this show? I am I am doing okay. My hair is an absolute mess, so for those of you watching the show, you will see I have a nice fancy Super Mario hat on. Um, it is fancy. It's uh, like can... legitimate. It's got like the little plastic part for the M. It's a whole thing. Is that the one? Oh that, yeah. Oh, that oh came yeah. It's part the, of from the Nintendo fan club or whatever. Or did you buy that separately? Oh no. This is this is actually uh, from one of my kids' Halloween costumes. Oh jeez. Oh, see, because <laughs> I have one from the Nintendo fan club, and it's like fuzzy or whatever. Why is it oh, you man-sized? Lucky. It, uh, I don't know, it's, it seems to fit me so either, reasonably well. So either you have the head of a child, or your children have the heads of grown men. <laughs> yes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at InfendoJustin, before we get too deep in the weeds here. Um, and go to thedisneyparkbench.com and check out all of the stuff I'm doing there. Got a new podcast up this week and a new blog coming up next week. So, uh, you know, check that out. We're always doing new stuff. Very cool. Eugene, where are you always doing new stuff? Um, usually in the bathroom, but um, when I'm not there, oh. I'm at um, infendo.com posting things occasionally. Um, it's a poop joke. It's a poop joke, guys. Um, but yeah, no, it's really just infendo.com. The main thing that I've been doing there is forgetting to do the weekly post. So I'm promising myself that I'm going to get back to that next week. Well, you've been picking up my slack because I haven't been doing any posting there, but will be if I'm responsible and not focused on the fact that it was my birthday last week. Um, before we get started, I would like to give a big thank you to our newest Twitch follower, who is Haas00312 underscore. I did it before the show started, so you probably already heard this, but now I'm doing it on the air, so everybody who listens to this podcast is going to hear it. Go you! Um, so like I said, we don't have any news to talk about, which is hard for a Nintendo news podcast, but we persevere, we, we push on. Um, we're going to talk about something a little bit different at the start of this show, and that is something that is near and dear to my heart, gentlemen. The idea of a, oh god, I had it, like, pre-show, now I'm calling it a release title. What's the, what's the proper verbiage here? Help me out. What are those called? A launch? A launch title. Call, yeah, you, I was going to say, I would call it a launch title. I fried my brain in the sun today. Yeah, so um, <laughs> so launch titles are kind of cool. They're kind of special. They're kind of unique. Um, oftentimes, if you're me, uh, they're the only game that you're going to play for like months on end until you can get your hands on like a good game. So uh, I have some pretty unique memories of some launch titles, and I have one in particular that I want to share with you guys. But before that, I want to share, uh, I want you to share it with me. So Eugene, you've always got fun stories. Do you want to maybe kick us off and tell us about a launch title moment that, that really shaped your, your young life? 
Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily a launch title, but just a launch in general. I think it might be, I don't know if everybody's going here, but it's for the Wii. I remember oh, camping I'm not out. Going I, think, there. I think I still remember the date. Um, somebody correct me, but I'm pretty sure it was November 19th of um, 2016. That sounds right. Not. 2016. 2006. I mean, 2006. Six. Sorry, 2006. I was definitely See, not like a sophomore in high school wrong. four years ago. But. <laughs> but yeah, it was a... Um, I remember camping out um, in front of the GameStop. We all had our Nintendo DSs. I think I may have even said this before. We all played Mario Kart. And then at midnight when I got my Wii, we all went home, at least me and my buddies that um, were there camping, who were there camping out with me. And uh, we played Wii Sports until the sun came up, pretty much. It was pretty incredible the first time getting your hands on the Wii. I, ha I remember, you know, like when you swing the racket, you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's doing it. It was, you know? it was like, incredible getting your hands on your Wii, huh, Eugene? Well, that too. Um, your mom said that much. Episode anyways. 609, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the it, it's a it was a really good experience. I had a lot of um, good memories about that time. You know, like I had just graduated from high school. You know, so I was like, you know, it was the first console that I bought on um, where I was kind of on my own. You know, I was living in the dorms and stuff. But like, you know, I was yeah. kind of out, could set in my own schedule, doing whatever the heck I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, so I it, yeah, it was fun. That's nice. Um, well, I will I will share my stuff and give Justin a chance to brainstorm. Um, I have a lot of. I'm ready. <laughs> I was well, ready when you suggested it. Well, so go too for it. bad. But um, yeah, I have a <laughs> lot of like first console memories. I don't really remember the N64 because I was like seven going on eight, so that's a little foggy. I do remember naming my Ocarina of Time account Lucas Seven and being really upset with that because then every time I played the game, they referred to my character <laughs> as Lucas Seven. That sucked, um, but I don't really remember that as well. I remember the GameCube. Um, I rem I've told this story a hundred times on the show. Uh, going out to the store that morning, getting the GameCube for Christmas, buying Luigi's Mansion, buying uh, Wave Race Blue Storm, and those being my like two launch titles for the GameCube that Christmas. Um, I have a similar Wii story to Eugene where I camped out all night and waited for a Wii in line and everything. But the one that really stands out to me is also a system that I got when I was in college, and that was the 3DS. Um, I got my 3DS system, like, the day it came out or whatever, and the game that I got with it was um, Street Fighter Four, I believe it oh, was yeah. back then? Uh -huh. uh, the 3D edition of Street Fighter Four. And it was the only game I had for about four months. That's bold. Because well, there really I mean, weren't that many games. it's about the only game that existed for Steel the Diver, yes, for about four months. Oh, yes, yeah, Steel Diver. I, I was yeah. interested in Steel Diver, but again, I also didn't really have money in college. Um, Pilot Wings. I had a very part-time job on campus in college where I would go to concerts, sure. record the audio, and then mix the audio and like archive it. 
Um, and that probably paid like... Sounds like bootlegging to me. Yeah, that probably paid like $3 <laughs> like an hour or whatever back then. And all that money went to like campus like snacks and lunches and crap. So sure. I didn't really have disposable income. I just had like whatever mom and dad would give me. Um, so I, I remember getting the system and getting the game, playing way more Street Fighter than I would have ever played otherwise. Because they're fun, but I am not like a traditional like 2D fighter person. Like I don't like those games as much as I like like Smash Bros or Arena Fighters or stuff. Um, and then getting bored with that and just demolishing the free stuff that came with the 3DS. Because the 3DS had like 20 oh, apps, yeah, right? Little cards. It had, it had the that. AR yeah, one yeah, with all yeah. the AR minigames. Um, Street Pass Plaza was like the most fun. I would put my system in my pocket, turn it on, run around campus, and like collect all <laughs> these Mii's. Some days I would sit that in my room. Fun on my God, I ate so much McDonald's during the early 3DS days because you know they had the things there I'm waiting that would for how collect this is gonna correlate. street passes. Oh yeah 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 they yeah. had like, their own So Mc- So God. if you go to a McDonald's you get like the last 10 people who went to McDonald's with a 3DS. Mm-hmm. See that was my such game, a magical one of those. Oh, that goodness. was such like a magical time though you know for like for like video games. Oh my God taking Taking the 3DS to Disney World or to a convention, like I got so many international oh, street passes at Disney World. I used to dream about going to like a theme park with my 3DS. You know, that was one of my favorite things about going to any place in an airport was taking my 3DS and just finding all the cool people that you know, like, are just there. You know, like yeah. it's so cool. I would. Um, I might bring my 3DS to Disney World again in January. Anyway, when I, continue. When I got bored of hunting down me and I still wanted the coins, you know, I would set the date forward by a day and then you could collect more coins because it was locked at 10 a day. My method for shaking it, some people like put them on their dogs or on their washing machines. (laughs) I just took the system in my hand like horizontally and I just wobbled it back and forth like this and it would count the steps like so I literally just like hold it in my thumb and like wiggle my fingers to make it like bob back and forth and I do that for hours and hours. My job involved a lot of walking, so I would just keep mine in my pocket. I, I did the same thing, though, Lucas, because early on there was things. All I the puzzles remember. that you wanted yeah, to you build. Could spend yeah. those coins on the oh, yeah. stuff, right? Well, yeah, and then yeah, even yeah, yeah, in yeah, game, yeah. like Animal Crossing on uh, New Leaf, they still have things that you can spend the play coins on. Like, that's oh, how you get I all, like, the Nintendo games. Yeah. yeah. So it was a yeah. whole, like, like, genre of, like, oh, you want to spend play coins to, like, buy in game? It was I, a cool yeah. system. It was so unique, you know? Face Raiders was one of the games. You could take photos of your friends and family and shoot them and like, oh, it was just such a cool system. I miss that with the Switch and even like the Wii U. They feel a little more like sterile and professional, you know? There's not like weird experimental apps and stuff on them and I really like that stuff. Like it really is fun. Like back on the Wii, how they used to have like the weather channel and the news channel and you could just go on and like read the news or like, like take photos and like listen to the weather report while you were looking the at your photos the last thing like that that i can think of from nintendo is meverse and they killed that you know so yeah yeah oh i miss meverse perfect song for this all right well that was my launch story really it was just playing the 3ds over and over and over and over again and wishing i had more <laughs> games what about you justin all right so i have never had a console on launch day um, I've gotten portables on launch day. So, like, my 
uh, Game Boy Advance, my DS Lite, all, pretty much all of my versions of the 3DS were all launch day. Um, but it was never like an experience other than getting the system and the games. Um, actually, the most memorable launch game experience for me was when my friend got a Nintendo 64 and playing Super Mario 64 for the first time and just seeing this game that I had only ever seen like screenshots of. I don't even know if I saw any videos of it because, you know, internet didn't have video back then. Um, I'm, I'm going to cut in here so, on Mario 64 because I, I, uh, it just brought back this memory for me that I have to share, and I apologize. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember getting my Nintendo 64 actually well after launch, and I didn't want to get Mario 64 because I was like, oh, that's a baby game. Mario like, should only be in two dimensions. <laughs> and then... You know, my parents were just like, "Well, you know, let's just, you know, let's just rent it. Let's just, let's just see if you what you feel." Oh, uh, remember nice, renting like... games? Oh yeah, no oh, kidding. Oh right? man, I feel so. Oh, we're so old right now. It's like, oh, remember when we used to rent our video games from Blockbuster? <laughs> well, we we used to rent from um, Hastings. Uh, I don't know if you have any Hastings over back east where you. No, nah, we were all Blockbuster. Never heard of it. There's a. They had this policy where you could. Um, basically just buy the game if you liked it um so i ended up nice. uh, just never giving that game back i think i still have the i mean Redbox still has me. something kind of like that if you yeah. never return it they'll just charge you 30 bucks and it's yours <laughs> yeah I, I'm pretty sure I still have this Mario 64 uh, cartridge with Hastings on the back. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I I digress. Go ahead, Justin. I'm just jealous. Real quick, I'm going to cut in now before Justin gets back on it. I'm jealous <laughs> that you guys can remember your N64 stuff because that was, like, the first console that was more mine than my dad's. Like, <coughs> I grew up around the Super Nintendo, the NES, you know, that stuff. Um, but the, the, the N64, like, we bought as a family, but that was the first system where, like, I feel like I played more than he did, you know? So it really felt like the first mm -hmm. system that was kind of mine, quote-unquote. But I don't remember yeah, so anything. Like the I, don't, system, I, I don't have specific my, memories. My family, had, <laughs> my family had a ColecoVision when I was growing up, and so the first system that was new to me was the NES, but that was the family's system, even though I was almost exclusively the one who played it. The Super NES I bought for myself but again that was a couple of years after the fact and uh i don't have as many memories with like my introduction to super nes as i do just the awe and wonder of this thing does 3d like mm. star fox was amazing to me on the super nes and then to see that like tenfold in super mario 64 and uh golden eye and all these amazing games and right. like uh, like that was that was just mind blowing to me, and even still, like I can pick up and play Super Mario sixty four and be in awe. At, like it was one of the first three D games, and it did it so perfectly right out of the gate. Like yeah, it was flawed compared to what we have now, but like like it wasn't janky like you would expect you would expect it to be. Like you turned it on. There's 3D sure. Mario. You press a button and you're running and jumping as Mario in this, you know, That's, like that was my just, experience playing it. You know, it's like oh, yeah. I've already played Mario, but then when you actually get in and play it, and you're like, oh yeah, it's Mario, but it feels 
really good, you know? I have I, no uh, idea what I felt when I played <laughs> Mario 64. Like, oh, I do. I can't I remember, remember that it. I can remember, like, memories of playing games, but I do not remember getting that game for the first time. I just don't. I, I think I was, like, yeah, 12 or so 13 my... when that came out, so, yeah, I think I was a good age for it. Yeah. I would have. When did when did the N sixty four come out? Ninety six, six, seven. Oh God, I was like five or six. Yeah, pretty sure ninety six. Yeah. yeah, I ninety six. Okay, because that I would have been fourteen. Uh, let me just I double was, check. Uh, came out in five. North America in March of nineteen ninety seven. Okay, so, so I would have just turned. I would have just turned fifteen. <laughs> I was five and a half. So yeah, just old enough to to vividly remember how I felt to play it, but not so old that it was like, oh, it's another video game. Like by the time I got the GameCube, like games were games. Like that was just a part of my life. But the N sixty four, like, was a life changing experience as far as my gaming was concerned. See, and I real vividly remember being so excited for Mario Sunshine. Like that one was like. That was the game, like me and my best friend in element or in high, uh, yeah, elementary school, Adam Agrisot. We were like Mario Sunshine. Look at how real the water looks. You're sleeping over. Oh at my, my god, house. the like, water effects water. on the GameCube we're buying, still are mind blowing. <laughs> we're buying this game, and you're coming over tonight, and we're playing it all night. Like that was a the, nightmare. Like seriously, there oh. are so few games that do water effects as well as. Um, Mario Sunshine and Wave Race. John like Rose. not just not just the anim- not just the animation of it, but the way it moves is just so awesome. Like even like Grand Theft Auto Five doesn't have as good of a water motion effect as Sunshine did. Well, this is just the nostalgia podcast. This episode. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be right back at the tail end of this break with the games we've been playing and maybe a question if we can come up with one. Ask us a question and we'll answer it live on the air. Head over to our Discord. You can get there through Nintendo.com and ask us a question in the question block channel. But before you do that, listen to the games we've been playing. That's an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, Justin, what are the (laughs) games that you've been playing today? Um, and well, last I week, actually, I actually haven't been playing a whole lot, so it's going to be quick. Um, Mortal Kombat, obviously, always. Um, I did download the demo for uh, WarioWare. Have not played it yet. Ooh, um, can we can I we have a discussion about that then? Because I have played it and I want to talk about WarioWare. Okay, can I finish my? Uh, no. I've been playing for. Um, I did. Uh, Get a couple new, whoop, one of them disappeared. A couple of new Super Game Boy games. I got Animaniacs and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball. Played a little bit of those today. What makes um, them so super? Animaniacs. Is there like a special background for each one? There is. Animaniacs is probably one of the, if not the most impressive Super Game Boy games ever. Um, does a lot of stuff with colors and layering, and the soundtrack is completely different. Like, they used uh, uh, the Super NES sound chip to do the entire soundtrack. So, it sounds and looks amazing. Um, So, I'm going to be having a lot of fun with that later on. Um, 
Besides that, uh, pretty much all I've been playing is, like I said, my nightly Mortal Kombat sessions. I did, out of the blue, decide to start A Link to the Past on the, uh, on the Switch, so I've been playing through that. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I got Picross S, the first one. Um, so I've been doing a few Picross puzzles every night. Picross is Picross, and, mm-hmm. and I love it. So if you like Picross, get Picross, because it's Picross. Um, and, uh... <laughs> They'll make Picrosses I, until forever, because everybody's going to... Uh, right, and I'll keep playing. So, so my one and only complaint about Picross um, on the Switch is... And maybe this is true of all Picross games, but the images, like the black and white images that you're creating, look absolutely nothing like what the final image is. So you'll just have this weird misshapen blob of pixels, and then it'll fill in with color, and you're like, oh, it's the Aurora Borealis. But (laughs) when you're filling it out, it's just like somebody splattered pixels all over the place. Yeah, I remember that on the... um what was the first one that I ever played? I think it was the DS version. And then what was the... Did, isn't there a version that actually has color to it? I couldn't play that one because it's too hard for me. But um, that they, one did a better job of it, I remember. Um, so I don't think Jupiter has ever done a Picross game with color. But other um, developers have done ones with color that... Um, are, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're still Picross puzzles, and they're a little bit more challenging with the color. It adds, it adds but, to a little too much for me. Maybe it's because I'm colorblind. Maybe it's because I'm dumb. But, yeah, it's too much. And Jupiter makes the best Picross games. Like, there's just something about the... the it feels good. Um, and, uh, I mean, to, to wrap it up, I, for some reason, decided to play Immortals Phoenix Rising the other night because I haven't played it in a while, and I was craving some Breath of the Wild style game without Breath of the Wild, so um, I played that. Um, And a little bit more of No Man's Sky, and there's so much of No Man's Sky that I haven't even scratched the surface, but I have discovered it's a little bit more Minecraft-y than I expected it to be. Like, when you're on the planet, Uh you're collecting materials and you're building stuff out of them and solving puzzles and creating new stuff so um for how little gaming time i have in my life i have taken on a whole lot of games (laughs) sure but played very little of any of them so I've probably talked about games more than I've played them in the past week. So, uh, Lucas, you had a thing to say about something. I did have a thing to say about something. I played the WarioWare demo, and I liked it, but it's very weird. Really? Yeah. Um, Eugene, have you played it at all? No, but I have. I ju- love like Justin. I've downloaded it. <laughs> it's it's uh, sitting on my. I love WarioWare. It seems strange to me to be controlling a character on screen instead of like do the thing now it you know both so. is and isn't because it feels weird and it almost doesn't feel like WarioWare at first then you realize that if you weren't controlling a character you'd just be rotating a control stick or tapping an a button so then it starts to feel less foreign 
Um, so I'm going to talk about this game, because I think you guys already know the premise and everything, but basically, um, you know, WarioWare games, they, they, they're a collection. <laughs> the premise of, is WarioWare. <laughs> they're a collection of, like, 10-second micro-games and everything, for those of you who've never played a WarioWare game, shame on you. Um, but in this one, like Justin said, you actually control the characters, and in the demo, you have six characters that you can control. You have to choose a team of at least three characters, but you can choose to play with all six of the characters in the demo. Everybody controls differently. Everybody does something differently. Um, and they play the same mini-games, but they play them in different ways. So, like, there might be one where you have to huh. spin a, um, whatchamacallit, like a windmill. And if you're Wario, he's got a little jetpack, and he can do his little arm attack from, like, the Wario Land games. So, like, for him, you'd get on the windmill, and you just spin it like you would, like, you know, Wario spinning a windmill. But um, 18 Volt, the big gamer dude, mm -hmm. he doesn't move. He just fires missiles from That's his head. That's so cool. So, so like, for, guide him or whatever. So for him, you just aim the line, and you tap A as fast as you can, and it spins That's the windmill. That's cool. Mona is constantly moving, and she can throw a boomerang like Link that you then control, and she stops moving. So there are so many games, like uh, the one where you have to collect a set number of fish and no more or no less, where the characters that move can really screw you over because they're like auto-jumping or auto-running. Um, Kat and Anna, the little ninja kindergartners, they're always jumping, and then you can shoot a projectile straight ahead when you hit the A button. So like, you know, That's if you get into a minigame where you have to collect, yeah, it's interesting because there's supposed to be like over 200 microgames, which is pretty much normal for WarioWare. But with each character playing differently, it kind of feels like you're playing different microgames each time or like the same microgame with like a different control scheme, which is really cool. Um, also, the like a minor change that I really like, the announcer actually says what you're supposed to do now. So there's like an audio cue too. So you'll hear like, spin! Is, and then there'll be the... Is it the same the, announcer who used to do the Wii ones with... The elephant. <laughs> no, I missed that one though. No, it's just some some woman's voice. It sounds a lot like Mona actually. But yeah, no, she but she, you know, she's very, very easy to understand. So it's like as soon as you hear spin, you're like, oh, okay, I'm doing the spinning game, you know, and you kinda get ready and everything. Cause right. the characters shuffle. They're like it's like almost random which one you're gonna be doing for which micro game. So you kinda have to like think on the fly and make your decision, but it's a cool game. Um, in the demo, you can actually, like, challenge yourself in, like, an endless mode, basically, with, like, no lives or anything, so I think I've gotten up to, like, 50 in that, which I thought was pretty impressive, but it's a cool, uh, it's a cool little game. It definitely kept me busy while I was waiting to get birthday games, which is what I really want to talk about tonight. Um, I got Mario Golf, and I got Pokemon Snap. And I saw I saw you would play. Oh well, you shared that that video on Facebook or on one. Twitter. That that infamous hole in one where you got yes. blasted by like Steve and Colt for calling it a pin shot when it was like a flag shot or something. Oh I, God, I, is I that a thing? Of, is there I yeah, didn't really was... I didn't really pay oh, attention, boy. but I log in and I have like seven notifications and like. I posted my first hole-in-one that I think I've ever gotten in Mario Golf, and it, like, all the comments are like, it's not a pinch, it says flag shot right in the video. Well, I've never heard of a flag shot. Have you seen this uh, this video? Yeah, I've seen the video. Of the, like, okay. Posted the I, say, like, I have never seen anything like it. Like, it just fell it just into goes the cup. In, yeah, yeah, I, I no shot it, and it just, like, no bouncing, it, like, it just went bam. Like, literally, <laughs> I, like, I've seen it where it hits, like, the green, and it, like, rolls in, but never, like, a, like, a swoosh, like a basketball. I was going to say, it's like a swish in basketball. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mario Golf. 
I like it. It's a cool game. Um, the controls took a little getting used to because I've been playing Mario Golf since I was like a baby boy. And this one is weird, right? Yeah. Like it, it lines up and then you just Instead don't doing have to the hit... up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like don't have to hit the button during the second rise. That's just like a, a graphic where you like can choose to create spin, I guess. And that's a thing. So that's part of the. But, but yeah, no, it's very cool. It feels more like a real golf game, which is both a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. When you get to like a sand trap and you're up against a wall, it can actually be unplayable. And you have to like pause and declare the, the shot unplayable and go back and the, like it's it's weird there's some like actual like golf mechanics in it that that i've never experienced in this yeah like before. if you get stuck on a steep hill you'll see yeah. like the bar goes like off at a, at a weird angle so that you have to like adjust for that the pointer also doesn't flash red when you're gonna hit a tree so you have to actually like look ahead to see if you're gonna hit a tree yeah, which really is kind of weird want to get this game I've, I've been telling i was actually i went to target to get um both skyward sword and mario golf and they didn't have mario golf so all i got was skyward sword and i told myself mm. well this is a sign. Maybe you shouldn't get Mario Golf yet, but I yeah. I need I, it. Mar it's the I think it's the best Mario Golf in many years. Like, I would agree really... with that as long as many years is after Power Shot on the GameCube. <laughs> um well, it's, yeah, GameCube I would, is I would so say bad. that was kinda like the peak prior to, yeah, to this. Yeah. It's very good. There's nothing to unlock other than colored Yoshis right now that you can get. Um, from from doing like an online mode and just scoring a bunch and stuff, you can unlock like. I have not gotten a single colored Yoshi. You should go get those Yoshis. I have not played story mode at all. I'm really not that interested in it, honestly. I've been playing solo golf, and I've been setting high scores and then trying to beat those high scores, and that's why I'm keeping myself busy. Um, unfortunately, there is no tournament mode, which was one of my favorite things to do in the old game. So you can't like be in a tournament with like 17 computer characters and try to oh, get yeah. the highest score. And, you know, I, there's none I of that. I do like to do that. I, that was I cool. liked that. Yeah. But but again, so like for someone like me, what I found to be the most fun is to do the solo mode and then just go into a course, play all 18 holes, and try to up your best score. And that I find that really fun. And I'll play as like different characters. So like King Babam is like the leader of like you know the the first stage. Bowser has the high score on Bowser's stage, and so, so I've kind of created my own like bosses now to fight in Mario Golf, I guess. Um, I will say, like, the story mode is definitely worth doing, much like the like the yeah, Game Boy sure. ones, because um, you learn a lot of techniques yeah. that that you wouldn't have known just by casually playing it. Yeah. And, of course, if you're playing as your me, since you play as your me character, you're constantly leveling up your me, so eventually your me can be better than any mm. of, like, the Mario characters in the game. Yeah. Okay. So you know, what, I'm now sure... what I want them to do is I want them to allow you to import your Mario Golf me into a new, all new, brand new fighter that has golf clubs and stuff like that. That'd be smash cool. Let's do it. Um... So that's that's Mario Golf, really. Um, I want to talk about Pokemon Snap before I wrap this up. So, yeah, it I I'm so, I'm so mixed. I love this game. Let me start by saying I okay. love this game. It is so cool. Going into the game and and riding around and taking photos of the Pokemon, throwing apples at them, activating the glow spore thing to make them like change what they're doing and stuff. Super cool. Um. There is a lot of text. Like, 
The original Pokemon yes, Snap like boy, throws you of, into a world, and it's like so seriously. It's, it's like, like here you are in the camera. Oh, like, dude, there's there's that there's, was my that was my issue with Pokemon, and has it continues to be my issue with Pokemon Shield. Like it is so talkative, and Pokemon and, Shield has dialed it back from like Sun and Moon, which I think is the biggest offender. But like. Pokemon, I, I, I know I'm going to love Pokemon Snap when I'm done with the plot and I can just go wherever and take photos. You <laughs> yeah, know? but sure. like right now, it's like it's like pulling teeth getting from area to area. So it's like you go to an area and you have access to like one map at the beginning. It's like the beach, kind of like in the original game. But before you do that, you have to meet the professor mm-hmm. and the 10-year-old girl that's the professor's assistant. And the 10-year-old girl has to tell you about how she wants to be a photographer. And the professor has to tell you about how there's this mysterious powder substance that makes the Pokemon act in bizarre ways. And then you finally get into the game. But before this that, you have to do it. You read the dialogue? I just went Oh, I've been doing that too, but it just absorbs into my brain. Before that, you have to do a tutorial where you learn how to aim and take a photo. So then you go out and you do it. Then you have to play the level a couple of times to level up. Then it's nighttime. In the level, Why like do you Eugene think I only played this in like 30, yeah, which is which is really Hang cool. But wait, Justin, because now you have to do a tutorial on how to throw apples at the Pokemon. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the professor who has a ten-year-old girl it's assistant. All, it's all kosher. That, that She's with, friends with magic with powder. Her parents. And... <laughs> her parents are her parents are friends of his. So it's all cool. It's all kosher. And then a little boy shows up, and he's like the angsty little anime boy, and he's got opinions too. So then you have to hear those. And then the guy from the first game shows up, and he's like your mentor, and he teaches you how to take photos. Oh and then my he's god, in the that g- is the that's guy. That's who from it the first is. Game. And I gotta admit, oh I smiled a little bit when I saw it. I love the fact that there is an actual passage of time in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually real. Oh, there's a whole timeline in Pokemon, and it's ridiculous. Um, it's it's a split timeline, just so you're aware. But um, <laughs> but but I love this game. I love going on. Loses. Yeah, yeah. I love going on. I love taking photos. I love experiencing the game. I wish there was a mode that said, "Hey, look, you know, we know that you want a long game, so we put in all this story content. If you want." You can just play the levels, and it'll be like a 30-minute experience. I wish they had that, because I want that, you know? So I, I don't know how... That's how I feel about the RPG. <laughs> I don't know how far I am. Um, I've done the first area, then there's a jungle area. I've unlocked, like, a volcano desert area that I haven't been to yet. I went to the beach, because it looked beautiful, and I did, like, two different levels on the beach. So I'm just kind of, like, exploring and taking my time, and it's a very slow grind. Like, it's the it kind of game very, that I go to. Yeah. Yeah, and I play, and I know when I'm done and there's no, like, dialogue left, I'm just going to go in and, like, play all the levels and then put the game down and then, like, a month later, play all the levels again. And, like, that's what I'm really looking forward to. But even with all the dialogue stuff, it's a really cool game. The, I do find myself... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, the biggest offender in that dialogue thing to me is after you... Um, uh, finish the level and you have to assign the photos and everything. It's like, Professor, mm, please, yeah. just like, yeah. just give me my star well, rating for all of them. You know, well, like, come on, man. And I, I find myself more and more playing games in Japanese. So like, I have English text, but I have Japanese voices. So it's like, instead of like, you know, I, I always picture like the old professor, like, you are close, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. But instead of you just get like, sugoi, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, neat. I did a good job, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool game. Um, I don't really I'm not nuts about the soundtrack. I find it a lot more tame than the original. So one That's of my fair. like 
One of my little guilty pleasures that I like to do is download the original soundtrack and like have one headphone with the old music. Like when I'm on the beach level, I play like the beach music. And when I'm in the jungle, I play like the river music. It really ups the nostalgia factor for me, which makes it a That's lot more fun. Good. So. I've done that before, like with uh, Burnout games. Mm-hmm. When Burnout, when, when the studio was bought out by EA and they yeah. started doing the licensed soundtracks, I downloaded the soundtracks to Burnout 1 and 2 yep. and played them while I played Side Burnout note. 3. Remember, I, I don't know that the Wii did this so much. <clears throat> I, I I know there were some games where you can like put an mp3 on your sd card and then the game mm-hmm. would let you import that into the game why is that not that. a thing on switch games why, yeah. that, it used to be a, the big the coolest freaking thing on the xbox it's a, 360 it's, where you it's can a like thing toggle on the, the sound settings that way I don't know about, like, the PS5. It's a thing on the PS3. I don't know about the PS5. The only problem on the PS3 is to do it, you have to burn CDs. Yep. Because that's how old the PS3 is. I'm pretty sure that that died in that era Mm -hmm. because Xbox did it, and then I remember PlayStation did it. I don't know if they did it as well. I remember using, like, a USB flash drive to move MP3s to my PS3. Yeah, but you, it has to be a. Um, oh, maybe you can't. I've always just had to burn discs. Like it would. Ha- <laughs> I think it has to be just in an MP3 format. But anyways, yeah, I, that was the coolest thing. Bring that back, because um, that would solve your issue there, right? You just download yeah. whatever soundtrack you want well, and turn yeah, off the game. Yeah, seriously, custom soundtracks your, make yeah. almost well, every game better. And that's kind of what I do is like because I I use these giant bulky noise canceling headphones that I love. So, like, I'll just take the earbuds and I'll put those in the headphones so I can hear this and the music. And then I'll just, like, play the music in the background. And it's like, yeah, this is nice. I like this, you know. Steve's solution is to buy a $300 pair of headphones that allows, like, five inputs at the same time. Now, let's not not mock the ghost of Steve when he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, he's see, he's just uh, he he's not offended. He's just um, advertising it. He is actually country. advertising it in our private chat. <laughs> he just wrote Arctis Pro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, what else have you been playing? Because uh, I, I I'll talk about Pokemon Snap all night if you want. You better. Yeah, I mean, I could I could I could go at length. Really, the only other thing I've been playing is the most boring thing, which is Warframe. I love that game. I am. This close to unlocking Goss, which is the speedster, the Flash character that I really want to play as. So, working on that, working on unlocking another character. It's a grindy game, and it's supposed to be a grindy game, and that's kind of the whole point. So, can't wait to get that done, but, yeah, now, what you been playing, Eugene? Um, I mean, mainly the same stuff, but I still want to talk about it. So, I'm still trudging my way, excuse me, trudging my way through Skyward Sword. Um, I've been putting like, you know, 30 minutes here, 45 minutes there. So, I don't think I'm that far. I've beaten the um, first, uh, I guess, dungeon. And I've done this. I'm in the second dungeon now with the little moly guys, and you're in the volcano. That's probably my favorite one. Um, I that was one of the the more memorable yeah. uh, dungeons of the game. It's really good, and I have to say that um, the more I play this game, the more I 
I can understand exactly where Lucas was coming from, where he doesn't like Breath of the Wild as much, right? Because you, I, I often forget, this is actually a direct sequel to... Uh, Breath of the Wild is a direct sequel to uh, Skyward Sword, right? It came out uh, in the timeline chronologically after that. Not like the timeline, but you know what I mean, like in it, the release it, cycle. It was the next game to come out after yeah. Skyward Sword. Is. And Skyward Sword really I mean, does kind of feel like that bridge, right? Yeah. You have a stamina meter for the first mm-hmm. time, and it's like more open world than you know yeah there's there's these elements of yep. like you can tell what they were experimenting with but, but it almost feels like they um not that they ran out of time with Breath of the Wild, but like that they didn't have enough um, resources to put in all that like witty dialogue that you would get from those the mole guys. Well, that's that's why I play a Zelda game. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that was what I got. I feel so appreciated right now. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's not to say that like I think oh, Breath no, of the Wild's no, no, a no, shitty no. game. Of course, I get it. I get it, but, man. But I just yeah. I feel so I feel so seen. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. No, it, it's a. Uh, Especially going back to all of this, right? Because Skyward Sword, I think, did it better than any other Zelda game to date, right? Like, it has probably the best story, if if you're going to judge it on that. Definitely the best story. Yeah. And also, I think that it has the best, um, like, character dialogue with um, NPCs, you know? So, like, you know... I'll give you that. You're talking to... I, I forget all the people's names, but, like, each one is... Their personality is so distinct, you know? It yeah. almost felt like going back to a Majora's Mask in that sense, you know? Oh, so. yeah. And because there aren't a lot of NPCs, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't get as diluted. Like, totally. You know, Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess have both have so many NPCs that, yeah. like, a lot of them just don't have a personality. Well, it's like, it's like right off the top of my head, I can remember Pippin, the young knight who yep. has the crush on the girl, and you have to do the love letter quest. And Beatrice, the girl that we were talking about last week, who runs the item stall where you can have her fall in love with you. And I did this you know, really um, cool quest where yeah. I, I totally forgot about the, go- the like, monster dude or whatever that you have to do the Batro. gratitude crystals for. Yeah. That, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I remember the Attitude crystals, yeah, but so I, did, yeah, I stumbled onto that uh, yeah. last week, and I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot about this. There what are gratitude crystals. I, I remembered <laughs> yeah. the gratitude crystals, but couldn't remember how or why I got them. Mm-hmm. And then I came to this quest, and I'm like, oh, this is the thing. Yep. Yeah. No, it's yeah. got a lot of um, personality, character. for sure. A lot yeah. of character. Yeah, totally. It's... Um, it's and I can definitely I think see that... where where people would get would have their complaints because I have some as my, as well you know oh, like yeah. I, I I definitely feel like like getting up to the like climbing up the mountain to get into the dungeon I felt like mm-hmm. it was such a tr- uh, a chore oh, I had to find God, the yeah. five freaking oh, keys yeah. to put mm-hmm. the bigger key together yeah it's like it, once I got up to the mountain just let me open the door yeah like, come on I, I, there's a lot but of, again this is like what I was saying before is how the the not the you know sky overworld but like the land mm-hmm. overworld is kind of like a series of dungeons in and of themselves yeah. where you have to solve the puzzle to get to the dungeon where you solve more puzzles. And, and I can appreciate that, but I wish it wasn't just all a fetch quest, you know? Like in yeah. the forest right. before I was just looking for the little like 
creatures, the little forest creatures or whatever, and I had to find five of those guys before yep. the bigger forest and creatures. And that's a lot of fun. kind of gets tedious, well, because and, they even, and especially towards the end of the game when you have to do it multiple times. I mean, it's a it's a built-in mechanic, right? Dousing. Like, you actually point yep. your sword and yep. find things, and that's like an entire like gameplay mechanic that they yeah, reuse over controls. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, and, you're, you're right, Eugene. The game is very polarizing, I think, mm-hmm. because it has... It has a personality, you know? So, like, when you play Ocarina of Time, it's almost kind of a blank slate that you can, like, uh, put a personality onto, totally. right? Like, it's a serious action game. No, it's a lighthearted comedy, you know, and both people can be right. But with Skyward Sword, it very much is one thing, and mm-hmm. you either love that or you hate it, you know? Twilight Princess was the same way, like, on the yeah, opposite end kind of the of. spectrum, whereas sure. Skyward Sword is very kind of lighthearted, Twilight Princess was very grim and dark and depressing. Um, I, I mean, I love them all. I think Skyward Sword is... What what Skyward Sword does well, it does really well. What Breath of the Wild does well, it does really well. And I, I... You know, I see these arguments on Facebook all the time. I'm like, why can't there be more people who are just like... They're both great games. Because you have to rank things. Something want. has to be right, the best. Like... like like this whole idea of oh, Breath of the Wild isn't really a Zelda game, uh, but but it is because it's a Zelda game. Just <laughs> yeah. like Hyrule Warriors is a Zelda game because it's it like like why like like I'm totally cool with these franchises branching out and doing different things. And if this game isn't your bag, then uh, see, you I'll, know, I'll challenge. Sucks I'll, for you, but I'll challenge the next game might be. I'll challenge that a little bit though because you've seen what happened with Breath of the Wild, right? Huge success took off like a bag of lightning bolts and now the next game we're getting is Breath of the Wild 2. And the next uh, Hyrule Warriors game that we got was Hyrule Warriors Breath of the Wild. Like it it did change the franchise for the foreseeable future, you know. So from that front, I feel that that like holy crap, I'm not going to get like a traditional Zelda game for another like 20 years, so, you know. So but I, on the other hand, I mean if if Link's Awakening and Skyward Sword on the Switch hadn't been remakes. Those could have conceivably been, been new games. Yeah. You know the traditional, and I yeah. would love to see. You know when when oh the I Switch would love that too. The, That's just not how Nintendo we're getting, we're getting does. In the weeds here, but the, but <laughs> I remember when when we were you know the switch was still like on the horizon and we weren't sure what was going to be i remember saying like i would love for like you know here's breath of the wild it's 60 bucks and it's going to take you 200 hours and here's a top-down 2d zelda that's going to take you like 10 hours and it's 40 bucks but you know it's just as good a quality and and I want more of that. See, that's the thing, and I know, Eugene, I'm sorry. We'll get back to you, I promise. Um, <laughs> but but that's the thing that I like and respect about Pokemon Legends Arceus is that it is right. trying new things and being, you know, wholly original, but it's also not touting itself as Pokemon Gen 9. You know, it's not it's not saying it's going to replace right. the yeah, main series. it's not replacing what, what else is yeah, out it's, there. It's, and... it's just its own thing. You know, if we got Breath of the Wild and then we got, like, the Legend of Zelda... Herald of Darkness or whatever, like a year later, I'd, I'd be like, okay, you do you, Breath of the Wild. You know, my big fear is just that, you know, I think my my Zelda is kind of gone for a while, you know, and it could come back. And Breath of the Wild too could incorporate a lot I of think, the elements I miss, but it just seems and like I think it, that's kind of what we're seeing is it like it was such a really, drastic change that I feel like we're gonna have to work our way back I, to the middle. I hope we do because it really dynamically changed a series that I really liked and I didn't like sure. the last one as much you know so I'm 
nervous to see where the series goes in the I future. Anyway, the, Eugene. I wonder what the podcasts were in like '89 when Zelda Two came out. Like, oh, well, this I was is not thinking, my Zelda. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was thinking about um, when Justin was saying that about how like the 3D games probably alienated a lot of people, and I know people sure. that swear that um, Link to the Past is like the best Zelda game ever, and Ocarina of Time is a cheap copy. And I think part of the reason that people feel that way is, yeah, exactly, is because Ocarina of Time really did kind of take a traditional formula and, again, kind of flip it on its head. Admittedly, in less of a massive way, but it, it kind of changed the games for a long time. We didn't really see 2D Zelda games other than, like, little Game Boy games for a long time after that, you know? So Sure. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> just to close out my thoughts on Skyward Sword, because I know we're running long on this one, um, I will say that I freaking love the handheld controls. I don't think I'm, I'll go back to the motion at this point because I just feel more comfortable on just using the um, the stick at this point, mainly because um, it's easier to fly. I hate flying like this. Like it's just... <laughs> I do hate the motion control flying. I wish you could toggle, uh -huh. like, this is motion control, this is stick control and all that because flying I would much rather use the stick, but the sword I'd much rather use the motion and, and the the second reason for me is that i've just gotten so used to toggling the l button to you to move around and i know that was the big uh, move the camera around rather and um i know that was a lot of people's biggest issue is that oh well i lose camera control well you really don't you just gotta like train your brain how to you know move the camera around and now it's just second nature to me and i feel like um the ability to move the stick around um, to swing your sword is so, it feels like second nature to me at this point. I just am just like you know, swiping left to right when I need to, right to left when I need to, when I see it on the, and I feel like I do that better than the motion, you know? Like I, I, well, and what's I have great to think is about once you get that first, once you get that first hit in and you stun the enemy, then you can just go wiggle, 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 totally. wiggle, and destroy the enemy. So, like, totally. like it is so much easier to battle. You know, once you get that first swing in that breaks through their defenses, you can just plow through the enemies. Speak, go, kind of going back to what you guys said about um, a Zelda breaking the cycle and, you know, ch going away from, like, you know, the dynamics of the, um, the series. I would like for... Um, them to go back to a Zelda type where you can control the sword again because I would like for them to um, create another Zelda like that even if it was like a mini Zelda or something like that but like uh, yeah like I I think that brings a whole lot to the game that just you know we just haven't seen before you it know? was a very cool mechanic frustrating is all get out but very cool sure. you know being able to like act like the Girahim fight at the end where it's like oh yeah you know, he holds his hands up and you yeah. have to slash and like like that's cool gameplay cool gameplay I, I, yeah it like is gimmicky for I, sure like because every enemy does something like that so like oh yeah so, you know but it's cool much like, like, like stereoscopic it. 3d i am sad to see motion control become less of a thing mm -hmm. yeah but um Hopefully, because the Joy-Con are, you know, built into the Switch, you know, it's not gone completely. Like, obviously, they're still using it. They Skyward Sword is out there. Um, I don't... Um, Lucas, does WarioWare do anything with motion? I haven't noticed anything. I mean, Mario Golf does, but I haven't noticed anything yeah. with WarioWare. Mm -hmm. And so does Tennis, I think, you can play with motion controls. See, here's the thing, though. Like, even when there are motion controls, I usually don't use them, because I just play in handheld, like, all the time. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not a good choice for that. 
Like, even with Skyward Sword, I picture, like, I want to do motion because that just feels right, but I picture myself just sitting on the couch and playing the game. It you know? feels like, good that way, though. It really, I'm sure it does. It good, yeah. So. But yeah, that's, well, and that's already, my they, games. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, they've already proven that you can do, like, sword controls without, mm-hmm. you know, having to be motion controlled. Yeah, so, it works. You know. It works great. It, it works better in some places because you can cheat the, what's that mini game where you have to, like, hit the sticks? And then oh, the bamboo. Yeah. Like I said, you just wiggle the <laughs> sticks back and forth. I love that mini game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, interest of, yeah. in the interest of us going to sleep at a decent hour tonight, <laughs> um, we are going to wrap the show up. Before we do, we have a question for you guys. Normally we do a question of the week from Infendo.com, but like Eugene hinted at, we've both been a little lazy lately. So um, luckily for us, um, Andy, good friend of the show, actually gave us a question. We are going to answer it now, and we are going to ask you to do the same, either by tweeting us at Infendo, uh, yeah, just at Infendo, or I guess I would say going onto our website and writing it down, but I mean, find a random comment section write random answers (laughs) give us comments um the question this week is and he specifically says if we ignore breath of the wild 2 what is your most anticipated game man i still and i haven't i have an easy answer for this so i'll go first and let you guys kind of figure this out um i have so many answers that's my problem well, I am so excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Eugene, actually, I'm going to call you out here on the show. You gave me a little Switch eShop money for my birthday as a birthday present. Thank you for that, by the way. You're um, that money pre-reserved um, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Nice. <laughs> so, so you bought me my most anticipated game. Um, I am so freaking excited for that game, guys. It looks so good. So easily, Legends Arceus. I cannot wait to play that game. And that would probably be the top of my list as well, wow. but I don't want to steal your answer. A, a Pokemon so, game for um, Justin. I know, that is surprising. I, I mean, I've never beaten one, but I love playing them sure. for the, like, ten hours they hold my interest. Sure. Um, but um, right now... I'm between two two games. One has been confirmed but has no release date, and the other is rumored but not confirmed. Uh, the one that's been confirmed is the Shadow Man remaster. It's you and your Shadow um, Man. As I still have not beaten that game. The last time I played it, I got so far in it and loved. The longer I played it, the more I loved it. Like that, it is what a 3D metroidvania should be i remember like, you, how exactly when you ran out of steam it's because you wanted to get it beat before halloween and it was right after halloween you're like well i guess i'm not gonna play this anymore <laughs> well I, yeah i guess well i was playing it on an emulator that I oh yeah did, that's like, right the, I, the computer like i didn't have access to or whatever but uh so the shadow man remaster i'm really excited about um it's been confirmed to be coming out on the switch i think it already came out on pc but um like the it's taking a little extra time to port it the other one that is rumored to be coming out on switch but hasn't been confirmed is this grand theft auto um trilogy remastered um if i can have and these are like actual remasters like they're re building the game it's not just an upscale is the rumor one two and three or three four and five the rumor is three is the three trilogy so vice city 
three, so four, three Vice City oh, okay. and San Andreas. I would love like three, four, and five. Like, give me, give, sign me up. I mean, I would love four. Yeah, <laughs> but or or five. Yeah. But if you're going to give me something else, if, I'd love to have all of them. If it's GTA probably... three played like GTA five, I would really enjoy that. I think I that's that. what it is. Like from what I've read, is they're they're basically rebuilding the game. So I feel like this rumored remaster again. Put that disclaimer on it. This rumored remaster is going to be the original like ps2 era games but rebuilt with modern with a modern game engine so hopefully we'll get to see some better um you know some better controls some better shooting mechanics stuff like that this is gonna but be my first that foray into that because i think i'm gonna get that collection when it comes to switch because i i and you've I've never played, really yeah, done gta if it comes to switch. I've, I've i've never had a playstation console really so that there you go um and then when i finally i mean they've Pretty much all come out on Xbox when I too. I finally had a console available to play it. Like I just like feel like I, I just missed the the boat, you know. I, so, I feel know. like if you play three in particular, I can't really the all of the older ones. I don't think you're gonna like the humor. Five, five. I think they it's more modern, so it's less like cheap shots at like ethnic groups and stuff. Sure. But like three, it's like. You know, you're in the Chinese mafia, and they come out, and they've all got these horrible accents, and it's like there's a that's, lot of yeah, like really, of, that's there's a lot of really San Andreas, I think, was whole series, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. Like, San Andreas I, was, it, I think, the start of like being a little less parody and a little more satire. Yeah, it kind of cleans And then by up four by and five, four. it got a little bit more. It's it's like pseudo serious. Yeah, it's more of like kind of watching like a, a hardcore like crime mafia movie as opposed to. Three is really racy. Like I remember so, three being really offensive. I don't know which game it was that I because I went. I've seen people play it before. You know, I've I've gone over to a friend's house and they you know turn it on. Hey, you want to play GTA? Cool, sure. Yeah. And then I the biggest even as a kid, like you know, 12, 13 years old, I remember yeah. um, my just like not being interested because a it was all about like you know driving around and violence, running and over movies, and, and sex stuff like on that. TV. But, yeah, but. Number two, when, um, you know, any black character would come on, it was just like the stereotypical... Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I just yeah, no, couldn't that's... deal with that, you know? And, I, and again, I think they do a much better job of that in the modern games. Like, in five, I mean, one of the main characters is Franklin, and he's, like, straight out of the hood. So, like, he's got the friend who's just, like, a complete jackass and stuff. But he's a really interesting, well-rounded character who grows a lot in the series. And, like, I... Five, five has some amazing writing. Five has um, really good story. Five is like watching a movie. Like, five is mm-hmm. a really good game all the way around. But yeah, three. I remember being like, like there's like sex jokes on the radio, and like you know, like racist Chinese stereotypes, and like three oh, is a mess. the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, did we all go? <laughs> um, I have not, but I will. Um, oh, I went real quickly. Say. Um, because I'm still trying to decide. It's a toss-up in my head between Arceus and Metroid Dread. So I guess I'll say Metroid Dread since Ooh, we have Metroid said Dread. That. Oh, I forgot about Metroid And that comes Dread. out in, like, October. Soon. Like, yeah, it's coming out. Oh, that'll yeah. be a fun one to play with Padre. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. So uh, sign me up. Oh, hey. Dread. God, I can't wait for that. Hey, hey, hey. Such a... Thank you so much for listening to episode 609 of Infendo Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, 
about it on Twitter or something. Um, we will be back next week with episode 610. We'll try to play a game. We'll probably forget and then come up with a game five minutes before showtime and it'll be really rushed because that's kind of what we do on this show. But you, you listen. You know what this is. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. And we will be back next week with another episode. Adios. See you real soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.